Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The Biden administration continues to press public schools and even threaten them with withholding funding if they don't sexualize and homosexualize your children. Today we interview Ray Moore, who is leading Exodus mandate for homeschooling. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. In recent events, we've been reporting on the public school's attempt, in fact, they're being pressured now by the Biden administration and Democrat policies in big cities across America to transgenderize and, and promote homosexual education to grade schoolers as young as K through six, in fact, Public school teacher Tanner Cross was recently suspended in Loudoun County, Virginia because as a Christian phys ed teacher, he would not help supervise girls who pretend to be boys and undress in the locker rooms. I wanna welcome Ray Moore, who is a retired chaplain and leads Exodus Mandate to help you, parents and grandparents, Get your kids out of public schools. Welcome, Ray Moore, to the program. How are you, sir? Thank you, Chaplain Klingenschmidt. You know, an Army chaplain uh, talking to a Navy chaplain. So uh, <laughs> but we've been in the same work. And again, I've thanked you before, but I remember your bold stand years ago in the Navy when you were under some harassment for praying in Jesus' name. And I remember praying for you and being very concerned about your welfare at the time. And the Lord brought you through it. and. You, you became for a, a period of time in our country sort of a hero to Christians who would stand up for their faith. So thank you again for that bold stand. Well, you're very kind um, and maybe we won, maybe we lost, I don't know. Cha are chaplains still under fire? You talk to a lot of army chaplains and you're a retired army chaplain. Uh, what's happening in the chaplaincy these days? I wish I could be more <clears throat> up to date. I do know that the current chief of chaplains is the first Assembly of God minister who has made that position, two-star general, Chaplain Thomas Solgen. Nice. And I actually served with him, didn't know him well during Gulf War One. He was a captain and at that time and a, I guess a battalion chaplain for one, maybe it was the 101st Air Assault Division. I'm just not quite sure, it's been so long. And we met briefly and I was a major in the Army Reserve serving as a chaplain in a brigade. And uh, he's worked his way up and he's a, a solid guy, a, a born again Christian, obviously, and the Spirit-filled Assembly of God minister. So he's a ranking chaplain in the army. So I guess it'll be about as good uh, as it could possibly be <laughs> with somebody like that at the helm. I hope that he is defending Army Major and Chaplain Andrew Calvert, who is under fire. Uh, in fact, has been issued a letter of reprimand for voicing a private opinion on Facebook against transgender mental illness, uh, against transgender dysphoria, which now the army is welcoming, but that is pressuring chaplains like Chaplain Calvert to toe the party line or face reprimand and get 
essentially never promoted again. Um, do you think the army chaplains are under fire like they were back in my day? I think they are, but I just can't give you specifics other than the case you just raised. I just know that coming up through the ranks that the major general uh, chaplain, uh, chief of chaplains is one of our kind of chaplains, an evangelical. And I've seen things that he's done publicly. He was on, uh, I think they had him on Fox News on uh, Vet, uh, Memorial Day, and he did a good job there as a witness for Christ. And I've seen things that he's done in, in print where he's a, clearly a, holding the faith. Now, I can't say what he's done in this particular uh, incident, as you mentioned, but yeah, it's always good to have somebody like that at the helm. I wanna point out that on our website, which is PrayInJesusName.org, we have two petitions that are relevant to today's discussion, they're free. And if you sign the free petition for chaplains, that's at PrayInJesusName.org, that's our website right there. If you'd sign the free petition for chaplains, we will help you defend religious freedom for military chaplains. There's another website, uh, another petition on our website, PrayInJesusName.org for schools for safe schools and, and we've been pleading with Congress, we've been faxing petitions to stop transgenderizing public school children, stop homosexualizing public school children, which started in the Obama administration. Uh, toward the end of his term, President Obama sent a fax through his Department of Education to every public school district in America saying, we're gonna deny you federal funding unless you let boys pretend to be girls and boys into the girls locker room, we're gonna yank your federal funding. Now, of course that was stopped during Trump, but now Biden has resumed this pressure to transgenderize the public schools. What is your response? Well, I regret to see how bad it's getting in the schools. Um, and anytime sin and such moral corruption is forced on children, we need to really pray against it, but unfortunately, or in a odd sort of way, it's benefiting my agenda because it's causing families and uh, children to be taken out of the schools. Finally, a lot of families have just had enough and they say, we're just not gonna put up with this anymore. And they're taking their children out. And of course, that's what the Exodus mandate is all about. We're trying to get churches and families and Christians to withdraw totally from the school system. We're not trying to opt out for a, a day or have around the flagpole for a day. We think those things are now pointless. The system has become so corrupt that churches and families need to abandon it. But we do need to pray for these children that are left behind because they are being really harmed. Well, I think you're right. We're gonna talk more about the Exodus mandate. Yank your kids out of public schools, send them to private schools, or better yet, homeschool your children. And Ray Moore has been a leader in that movement. More with him after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello everyone, I'm Mike Lindell, and I wanna tell everyone to get behind Dr. Chaps' ministry here in his program, and you can do that by using, going to mypillow.com, using the promo code PRAYNEWS, and you're gonna save up to 66% on all my products. But more importantly, a, mo a lot of that money is gonna go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming, and it's uh, 
I just can't tell you enough to get people to Jesus is so important. And to have ministries like this is, is that it's just absolutely amazing. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also include full 21 inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen right now to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. Use your promo code and for a limited time, when you buy one set of sheets, you'll get another set absolutely free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover, and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top, and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God Get yours today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Chaplain Ray Moore, who since leaving the army has led exodusmandate.org, that is a movement to pull your kids or grandchildren out of public schools. Uh, Ray, would you compare for me the, the success rates of the government schools, which most kids go to, versus the homeschooling movement, why is that better for the children? We do have some data for that. Uh, about 10 years ago, the National Home Education Research Institute based in Salem, Oregon, which is the leading researcher on homeschooling worldwide, and he happens to be a born again Christian. He's got a PhD in statistics and his research is accepted both in the secular and in the Christian world, he homeschooled eight children himself. And he did a study, it's kind of old now, and there's been more recent studies, but they tested 7,500 homeschooled children who are now adults. They were homeschooled substantially in their career, and now they've, they've married and got their own families, they graduated from college, they're out in the workaday world. 
and he wanted to see what they were really like, if they were normal, if they were performing. And, and he did a study on it, and it was 7,500 tested. Now, this is 10 years ago. And he found that about 93% of Christian children who were homeschooled continue in the Christian faith and in the traditions of their parents, wow. 93%. He found also they had more stable marriages. They had a more stable uh, work life, and they were also civic involved. They were working the community, and they were volunteers and did things to help benefit the community. Whereas we do know um, uh, some studies that were done that about 80%, now these, these are a little bit old, 80% of evangelical Christian children who are public schooled through their entire career leave the faith and abandon the church in their early adult years, most never return. So there is a wide uh, chasm between the performance of Christian children in homeschooling in every category, even education, and those in public schooling. Now, sadly, the Christian school performance is sort of in the middle of that group. They, they have about 60% retention. And part of that reason is that some of the Christian schools, even though they're certainly Christian and better, they use secular curriculum. Uh, some of these Christian schools, even sadly, uh, adopting some of the uh, critical race theory ideas. And so uh, there's a, a weakness there in some Christian schools in the foundation as far as having a consistent worldview. And, but they still do a lot better than public schools. So we think the uh, data is in, and then the same man, Dr. Brian Ray, has done more recent research called the Gen 2 study, which sort of follows along the same line as the study that's 10 years old. So let me just repeat what I think you said. If, if you're homeschooled, there's a 93% likelihood as an adult, you'll follow the religion of your parents. Uh, and you'll follow Jesus, 93% if you're homeschooled. If you go to public school, there's an 80% chance you won't. It goes the other way. Um, That's right. And, and those are shocking numbers. I wonder, um, can you can you evaluate, you said that Christian schools are a little better than, than public government schools. Christian schools might have a 60% success rate. Um, where are charter schools? Is that a different animal? That is a public school. And, and though charter schools are better than your regular public schools, they cannot have an explicit Christian creed message and, and hiring, hiring only Christians. So we don't support charter schools for that reason, even though they're better uh, than regular public schools, because they do uh, tend to cut out some of the bad things that are happening in regular public schools. They're still secular and they're still government controlled. Now, uh, let me shift gears to a recent Supreme Court decision. Last year in a Montana case, the US Supreme Court struck down what they called the Blaine Amendment that would say, you can't have school vouchers that go to parochial schools like Catholic schools or evangelical schools. Now you can. Now the Supreme Court says if there is taxpayer assistance given to a public school or a charter school, it must also equally be given to a Christian school. Um, 
And, and last month, that was upheld in a Vermont case, the Second Circuit upheld and affirmed the Supreme Court's decision. Does striking down the Blaine amendments give us any hope for school vouchers? Well, that's a two-edged sword there, uh, Chaplain Gordon, and I, I, I do vary a little bit from some of my Christian friends on this. Uh, we are very wary of the voucher, the tax-funded voucher. Now, I know we need money in our private Christian schools, but if we start taking any kind of government grants from the state or local government, it could we could circle back around and be right where we started in, in another predicament because when the when you reach for the money, the handcuffs go on. So we are in favor of alternative um, methods of funding our private uh, campus Christian schools rather than the voucher. The voucher would be a direct uh, aid. And right now in Canada, uh, well, I'll give you an example. About 15 years ago, maybe 20 now, my wife was teaching at a very prominent Christian school here in South Carolina. And she was at a ACSI a convention in Greensboro, North Carolina. And there were two ladies that room with her from Calgary, Canada, of all places. I don't know how they got all the way from Canada to Greensboro, North Carolina, but they were there. And at that time, Canada was uh, looking at the voucher question and, and they were uh, accepting it and allowing it. And these two women taught in a very uh, outstanding Christian school in Calgary. And she said there was a vigorous debate on the faculty about whether they should take the money or not. And she said that the, the two, two positions were so polarized that one group said, oh, the money, the Canadian voucher is a gift from the Lord, the provisions of the Lord. And the other group said, no, 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 it's a trick of the devil. <laughs> That's how divided they were. And my wife said, you tell them it's a trick of the devil. <laughs> now, having gone 20 years down the road, this is what's happening in Canada. They did take the money. And in some cases, the homeschool uh, students had to enroll in private Christian schools to be, to be able to do it at all, even though they had home education. And they were forced to take the money, but they refused. And many of them would take the money and the school, I'm giving you too many details, but you need to see how this worked out. Uh, they were actually uh, taking the money that the homeschool families refused to take because they didn't want government aid and putting it in an escrow account. And, um, and, and so I think there was several millions of dollars in one of these accounts. And then the government said, look, you Christian school, you have been taking indirect aid and now we're going to impose on you LGBTQ. And I, I don't know if the transgender thing had come around at that point. And they said, oh, no, we can't do that. We cannot go that far. We refuse. And the government closed the school and seized their assets because they had been taking uh, government aid. So wow. that'll be the end of a, a private Christian education if it comes to that state status here. A lot of Christians think somehow they can finesse it. They say, well, we won't take the money. Is there any strings attached? Well, the money is a string. It's not a string, it's a chain. So we've got to find a way to finance our Christian schools apart from government aid. 
and I know it sounds very good, and I'm yep. happy in some ways for the decision. I think it was called the Espinoza case in Montana because at least it established that we have legal, equal legal rights. Yeah. But there are lots of good alternative models of funding our schools other than direct aid from the government. I like the analogy used when you reach out to take the money, they slap on the handcuffs and that could be dangerous. Let's take a short break. Uh, more with Ray Moore after this, exodusmandate.org. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. Prayinjesusname.org is our website or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Chaplain Ray Moore leads Exodus Mandate, has for a couple decades now encouraged you to take your children and grandchildren out of public schools and do homeschooling. Uh, Ray, you and your wife have also written a book. I want you to hold it up and describe the promise of Jonadab. Who is that? Well, he's a very obscure Old Testament character that has such a wonderful story for parenting that my wife and I have titled him The Greatest Dad in the Bible. And uh, if anybody's interested in the book, uh, they can contact our office at exodusmandate.org and order it. And if they leave their name, uh, we'll send them an autographed copy. We can't give them away. We do need a donation. We'd like a donation, and it is a suggested donation. So if you can't afford it, you write for it, and we'll, we'll get, send it out to you. But we would like a donation of at least $12. It's a small little book but it's on parenting Christian kids in a way that the faith will pass through the family through the generations. It's basically about a multi-generational Christian legacy. Okay, lean so, back in your chair a little bit so we can see you, lean back. All right. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, so we see the book, The Promise of Jonadab. Uh, what, who is Jonah? You said Jonadab is the greatest father in the Bible. What is his story? I don't remember. Well, he, he shows up in 2 Kings 10. His name is mentioned twice, and he helps Jehu purge Baal out of Israel. And he's the only man mentioned as Jehu's helper. It's like God is gonna bring, introduce this little man. If he was here today, Chaplain Gordon uh, Klingenschmidt, he would not be the, the king, the governor, the, the lawyer, he would be your car mechanic, or maybe uh, your house painter or your mason. He was an ordinary working man, but he has such a great story My kind of for guy. fathers. So then he disappears from the Bible, and you have to fast forward 250 years to Jeremiah 35. And that's where the story picks up. Now, he's been long dead, but Jeremiah calls his ch children, these would have been his descendants, into the temple 
and he puts wine before them. And they say, no, no, we can't drink my wine because our father, Jonadab, told us how to be a family. Now, I'm not arguing for against wine drinking or for wine drinking. That's not the point of the story. But the point of the story is that they followed the traditions of their father, Jonadab, for 250 years. Wow. And they were a stable family. And so Jeremiah uses them as an analogy uh, to Israel. He says, look at this family, how they have honored their dead father all these years. And you, the people of Jerusalem and Judah, cannot honor the words of the living God. So then he turns to the family, the uh, th sons of, you know, great, 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 great grandsons of Jonadab, and he puts a blessing on them. And I've been in the ministry like you for decades, and I didn't see this 25 years ago. It's amazing how it escaped me for most of half of my ministry. And I, I've got two seminary degrees, and I hadn't seen it. It was always there, and I know I read it, but I didn't <laughs> see it. That's how the Holy Spirit can take a text that you've known all your life and just illuminated in a way that becomes powerful and impactful on your life. But anyway, it says this, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, will not like a man to stand before me forever, which being interpreted means in some way we don't understand. This man, Jonadab, has a godly line in perpetuity to the end of human history. And that set me off on an adventure to try to discover what that multi-generational legacy means. And I found stories in modern times of families that were like that. So we wrote about that and uh, it's pretty exciting. And my wife and I described him. We said he, he made such an impression on us, Chaplain uh, Klingenschmidt, that he came to live with us. He's been living with us all these years. <laughs> I love it. So it's a good book for parents and good parenting and it's Bible-based. And I want you to hold it up again, mention the book and mention your website and then say a, say a short prayer with us. We only have one minute left. Would you pray okay. a blessing on us? Yes, uh, it's exodusmandate.org and you can order it there on that webpage. And if you want a, a copy autograph, you need to send your name in. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your servant, Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt and how you've set him apart to herald forth your word and your principles there in Colorado Springs, but a place that he can reach out all over the world. And we pray that you would continue to bless him and we, ask, we thank you that you blessed him in his bold stand years ago and, it, and challenged all of us. Now we pray for families in America. We pray that many millions more will continue to leave as they are now and go into the safe sanctuary of Christian schooling and homeschooling. And we'll give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our guest has been Ray Moore with ExodusMandate.org. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit so we can bring you these important interviews. If you need prayer today, or if you just prayed with us, call us at 866-Obey-God. That's a toll-free number, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Operators are standing by during business hours to pray with you, or leave a message and we'll call you back at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains. 
especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.